We pick up at the bottom of Tet Zion Amud Bet sixteen B Amar Rav Tankun Bereder Rav Chia Ishkra Ako Amar Rav Yaakov Ba'acha Amar Rav Simla Amalei Amar Rav Tankun Amar Rav Huna Amrilei Amar Rav Huna Luchadei. Okay, so a long chain of uh, um, transmission over here, at, and, and all various different opinions as to who said what. Uh, it could be Rav Tankun, uh, the son of Rav Chia in the village of Ako, said that Rav Acha. Uh, Yaakov Ba'acha said that Rav Simla said, and some people say that Rav Tamchum said that Rav Huna said, and some people some people say that it was Rav Huna himself. In any case, what is the statement? Talmud Shenida, uh, if a Talmud, a Talmud puts someone in Nidui, uh, so he, he put someone in excommunication uh, just because he had uh, upset him uh, and, and insulted him uh, for his own covered. He went against his honor. Nidui, Nidui. Nidio, Nidui, it means that he is, he, that is a good excommunication. Uh, okay, and Tanya, as we learned in the Brata, as we had yesterday, uh, if someone does something to a great person, um, uh, then he is also included and he's put in excommunication for that. He's also excommunicated from the Talmudim below uh, as well. Menude uh, Talmud, however, if it's to a lesser person and he was uh, excommunicated from uh, the student, Rav. so the Rav is greater and therefore it applies to anyone less uh, than him it's, uh, as well. So the Rav, so it's only to the rabbi uh, that he's not so someone greater than him, but uh, that he's uh, not excommunicated. But uh, to everyone else, uh, he is excommunicated. Right. So that includes someone on the same level. So Lamai, uh, for what purpose was he excommunicated? Uh, if it was for a heavenly matter, in other words, that he's sinned uh, against, uh, denied a mitzvah, or, or gone against the Torah in some way, uh, we have the principle Ein Chochmav, Ein Tuna, Vein Hashem. Uh, then there's no wisdom or understanding or counsel against Hashem. Pasuk in Mishle, uh, which we discussed a lot in Brachot, uh, in the, in the, 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 I think, um, I think Daf 17, 16, 17, 18, thereabouts, in Brachot, where we talked about uh, that uh, how you know, they meant to uh, put all, all things above Hashem, except uh, we had um, the only thing that you, you shouldn't be doing uh, there was... Um, rabbinical prohibitions uh, that the, the covered abriot, we discussed all of that uh, back in Brachot. However, here what we're talking about uh, is, uh, is is Nidui and excommunication. We say that uh, this person uh, is, uh, is if he's excommunicated, if it was with, with regard to heaven, obviously we would excommunicate him. Why, why wouldn't we? Ella, love, likvod, atmo. Must be because he actually um, uh, did something wrong and just offended another person. Okay, and and we say that that is still good. All right, I'm Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef continues. Tur Merbanan, Avid Dina Lenafshei, Vemilta Debsikele. A um, uh, if in the case of a uh, person who is a young rabbi, uh, he says he can um, uh, judge another person and put someone else in excommunication if you're sure about uh, what is going on, uh, and and therefore. Um, you know, so so you can judge. Sorry, you can judge a case uh, for himself, and uh, and also uh, that implies that also that uh, he's got the power uh, to excommunicate someone as well. All right, so uh, that's that's that. All right, so now uh, we're going to have a um, 
uh, a, a problem with like a, a long uh, story of Yehad so what happens is there was a young rabbi and uh, and young young student okay and he had a bad reputation there was a Shmua that came out about him uh, and uh, there was discussion about him uh, and it was probably because he was rumored either to have had adultery or he's secluding himself uh, with uh, young girls uh, etc so uh, that is um uh, you know that that type of uh, that type of idea. All right. So as we're going to see later from the story, I'm Rav Yehuda. Hey, beloved. Rav Yehuda said, um, you know, what should we do about this this person? La Shamta. Should we put him in Shamta, which is probably that intermediate level, uh, level two? Um, it says Chukile Rabbanan. The rabbis need him uh, because he uh, he knows uh, a lot of of Torah. Uh, but on the other hand, Lo Shamta. Would you put him in in uh, uh, Shamta? If you don't excommunicate him, Ka Midchil, Midchil, the name, it's like a Chilul Hashem, not to do that. It's a desecration of the name of Hashem. All right, uh, the desecration of heaven, right, uh, to to do that. Okay, so I'm a lay Rabba Barachana. So Rabba Barachana says, um, they asked him, you know, Midi Shmeelach, have you heard anything about this? And he says, I'm a lay, Haki Ama Rabbi Yochanan. No, this is what Rabbi Yochanan says, my dictive, Kisvatai Kohen, Yishmeru Dat, Avatari Vakshu, Mipiu, Kimelach Hashem Savakotu. It says, as a Pasuk in Malachi, says the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they should, should uh, seek Torah at his mouth because he is a messenger or an angel of Hashem. So, uh, what is that? So, talking about a priest and compares him to a Malach of Hashem. So, now, uh, the, what you say, Em Dome Harav Le Malach Hashem. So, if your teacher, Kohanim uh, were often teachers, and uh, it says, if the, the Kohen, if the, the Rav uh, is to you like a Malach Hashem, okay, if he's uh, similar uh, to that, in other words, his conduct is flawless, you've actually Torah Mipiv, then you can ask uh, uh, and, and, and discuss Torah from his mouth, Vim Lav, uh, but if not, uh, then you shouldn't, uh, uh, you know, ask things of him. Okay, so he got a pretty straight answer there, and as a result, Shamta Rav Yehuda, um, and uh, he, he put him in uh, Nidwe. Lasov, it Chalash Rav Yehuda, and then uh, later on, he got sick, Atarabanan Lushleba, and then the, the rabbis came. Uh, to to go with him, uh, to, to visit him, and this guy uh, came along uh, with uh, with them as well. Kad and then Rav Yehuda saw him. Uh, he he laughed. Uh, so the student says to him, uh, it says, uh, Isn't it bad enough that you?" Uh, um, you know, put me in excommunication, or that man literally in excommunication. But you know, you're laughing at me, you know, you're adding insult to injury over here. Uh, that's not nice. Um, I'm not laughing at you. Uh, when I get to that world, in other words, the world to come, and I'm getting judged, uh, I'll be happy uh, that. Uh, 
Khafini Lach. Uh, I was I wasn't even um, uh, you know I didn't flatter someone even as someone as important uh, as you. All right, so so that uh, that's it. I just I went ahead and did what I had to do. So I'm happy that I, I stuck to my principles. So Nach Nach showed Rabbi Huda, and eventually uh, Rabbi Huda died. Maybe it was actually shortly before uh, they all came to visit him. So it sounds like that. So he died. To the baby Drasha. So the student comes. Amalehu, surely please release me now. Amalei Rabbanan. The Rabbi said, Gavur de Chashiv Karavi Huda. But but someone is great. There's no one as great as Rabbi Huda here that can release your vow. Elazil Gabe Drabihuda Nasia the Lishli Rilach go to Rabihuda Nasia and he will release you. Azalukamay, so he's got the ability to release you. Azalukamay, so he goes in front of him. Amala Rabbi Ami. So Rabihuda Nasia said to Ami, Pok Ayan Badina, go and look at what we should do here at the den. E by Nemishale Sharlay, and if you need to release him as necessary. Ayan Rabbi Ami Badina, Rabbi Ami looked at it. Uh, at the case Sava uh, and he wanted to release him Amad Rabbi Shmuel Benachmani Araglava Amar and Rabbi Shmuel Benachmani got up on his feet and he said Uma Shivcha Shabbat Rebbe Lo Nahagu Chamim Kalot Rosh Benidoya There was one time which we're going to see the story in a few minutes uh, that uh, um, the, 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 the maidservant of Rebbe's house uh, put someone in um, uh, excommunication and they never they never released it they didn't uh, treat it lightly uh, um, they didn't treat it lightly in other words they kept it until uh, three years had passed how much more so should we uh, treat with uh, respect uh, and seriousness the decree of uh, Rav Yehuda uh, our colleague Amalat uh, Rabbi Zaira it says and Rabbi Zaira says listen uh, what caused this uh, elder Rav Shmuel Benachmani to come in front of us today? For many years he hasn't come to the Beit Midrash. Now, so just to explain this, uh, Rav Shmuel, uh, there, there were different schools. There were schools of Halakha, okay, and there were schools of Agadita, okay, and, uh, and and therefore this this person, he was uh, generally Rav Shmuel Benachmani, he was generally at the school of Agadita, and now all of a sudden he's pitching up in the school of Halakha, and we haven't seen him here for years. So it must be, take it as a sign. Shmamina, law me by Mishalach, we should not release this guy. Law Sharalai, and they never released him and, uh, and and because of that uh, the guy walks out uh, in uh, in tears uh, he's, he's busy crying so we can see there's an element of, of tshuva going along which we'll see is important and a wasp comes and stings him on his uh, male organ and he dies so it seems that uh, you know it's a midah connected midah measure for measure uh, for what this guy uh, did with the, the uh, you know, some kind of improper sexual behavior, and as a result, he got uh, payment back for that. Anyway, the Marata de Chasidi, I wanted to bring him into the cave of uh, the the Chasidim, but uh, the, he's not a Chasid, and therefore it, the cave wouldn't accept him. Uh, it says, but they brought took him into the cave of the judges, uh, and uh, accepted that that cave accepted him uh, in in there as well. That should be instead. Okay, uh, and my timer, what is the reason that, uh, that that happened, that he got accepted into this uh, judge's cave? It says it must be that he'd uh, 
So Hama, he must have done tshuva, he was crying, etc. But the David, the David, Rabbi La, because he did like Rabbi La says, Tanya, Rabbi La, Omer, Imra Adam, she yitro mitkabara lav. If you see a person, if that he's, if a person sees that he's yitzhora, his evil inclination is becoming strong over him. In other words, it's overpowering him. Yaylech lemakom shein makirin oto. It says that he should go to a place where he's not known. Viyobashkorim viyatatev shkorim. He should uh, wear black and. Uh, and um wrap himself in black uh, and and says we are say and on a simple meaning of it he should do what his heart desires in other words that he should commit the sin but he should not do it in a place where he's known so obviously this is a fairly uh, shocking statement uh, as seen up front and and therefore uh, obviously that uh, what what we are talking about here uh, is that, that a person should you know the effort of him uh, you know uh, Traveling um, uh, to to the opposite uh, place, etc., to to another place. Uh, it's uh, you know he wants to waste time or something like that, and uh, he, he wants to experience pleasure and just waste time. And then you know if he goes, should go to a different place and he should uh, spend time there. But if it's talking about an actual sin. Um, it means that if by the effort of actually going to that place and uh, schlepping there and, and, and dressing differently, that should actually kind of shock you as if you're almost in mourning and stuff like that. And you say, oh, what, what, what am I actually doing? Uh, and then that will shock you into the realization that what you're doing is wrong and therefore you shouldn't, um, uh, you know, you, you won't do or refrain from doing uh, the actual sin itself. Okay, but a, a very uh, interesting and uh, somewhat uh, um surprising and, and, and possibly even scary statement. Anyway, uh, going back to the story, after that uh, lengthy story, Shivka Devait Rabban, Beit Rebbe Mahi. What was the case of the uh, maidservant in the house of Rebbe? Uh, the rabbi said that they didn't treat it lightly. Damata Damta Devait Rebbe Chazita Luhu Gavra, the maidservant in Rebbe's house. We've seen uh, her explaining uh, different words to the rabbis. I think we had uh, that uh, discussion in Megillah and uh, in Rosh Hashanah as well, we had her explaining different words, uh, broom, etc., and and uh, uh, where you are reading it, uh, uh, Sarugin, uh, we had her explaining that as well. And uh, it, it says um, that uh, that what happened, she saw a person, Lahu um, Gavra, she saw this person, she saw a person hitting. A uh, his grown-up son, Amata lahave who gavra b'shamta. She put him in excommunication. Why? The kavid, mishum lifna iver lo titan He says you are putting a stumbling block in front of the blind because what's going to happen? The tanya lifna iver lo titan mikshol makel livno agdo hakadov madaber. Really, one of the explanations of not putting a stumbling block in front of a blind uh, is putting is hit an adult hitting his uh, a, a person hitting his grown-up son, an adult son because of the fact that uh, uh, it's a person's inclination to strike back. If someone hits you, uh, then you just hit them back. Uh, And therefore, that is a a tremendously severe prohibition of not striking your parents, and uh, that that would be highly problematic. So you actually, by by hitting your grown-up son, uh, it's as if you are putting a stumbling block in front of him. So that's why you shouldn't do it. All right, so now a similar story. Uh, Reish Lakish, have a manate paday. So Reish Lakish is guarding an orchard, uh, and, uh, you know, he was getting paid for that. Atahu l'gavra, v'ka'akil ta'ayna. And then this person comes in and starts eating figs from uh, this this 
orchard that he's meant to be guarding. Rama Bay Kala, so he starts shouting at him. And he says, you know, stop it. And the guy never paid him any attention uh, and he just refused to listen to him. He says, this, you know, that, that guy, yeah, I'm putting you in Shamta, I'm excommunicating you. Uh, and, and the person replies quite insolently, but you know that that's what he did. He says, "No, you should be in sh- in, in excommunication." Uh, one thing to put me, you know, maybe I owe the money. That's fine, you know, that's that's a, a monetary case, and and I owe the money. But you don't have to go so far as to put me in excommunication. You should actually be in excommunication uh, for for doing the wrong thing. At the midrash, so he comes to the bait midrash. Uh, and they said to him, listen, actually, Shalom, uh, Nidui, what he cursed you with uh, was, was a Nidui, as we're going to see what uh, the word Shamta means, Shacha uh, and Nidui, but with you, uh, ex- your excommunication was, was not good, uh, and therefore you shouldn't have done that, uh, you shouldn't have behaved like that, Rash Lakish, and actually uh, his ex- excommunication is uh, effective. So now, uh, Rosh Lakus has got a problem. He says, my, Takante. So what can I do now uh, to get out of it? So go to this guy and he must forgive you uh, this you don't know, sort stuff out with him, and he should forgive you. Lawyer Danila, he says, I don't know who the guy is. Amala Zugabe Nasia, Lishrilach, and uh, the Nasi, go to the Nasi, and the Nasi will uh, release you of it. Titania, Niduhu, Vainoda, me Nidu. If you have become excommunicated, you don't know who actually put you in that excommunicated state. Yelech Etzel Nasi, Viatu Law, Nidio. Uh, and and the nasi will come and uh, um, fix you up uh, and revoke your uh, excommunication. All right, and that's uh, because uh, similar maybe to what we had uh, early on, where we said uh, everyone is is um, uh, subordinate to the you know a person on his own level. Manude uh, le Talmud is not Manude le Rav. So even if this guy was less uh, than than Rash Lakish, it was his uh, excommunication stuck, but uh, it wasn't uh, the, the nasi. Could release um, uh, Rosh Lakish from it. All right, Amma Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, "Usha hitkinu." They made a decree in Usha. It says, "Avbetin shesarach." What happens if the if the head of the court uh, um, did something wrong? And Manadin Nutso, we don't um, uh, put you in excommunication. Uh, you know, because that's um, in theory that would be the right thing, but it would be uh, a disgrace. Uh, to, to do that. Ela Omer, law, you know, just uh, keep your honor and stay at home. In other words, they kind of uh, remove his dignity, uh, remove, um, his, remove him from his position in order to keep his dignity. He just uh, stays home uh, and he doesn't uh, appear in public. Uh, if he goes and repeats it, then you go and you excommunicate him because of Chilol uh, Hashem. All right, uh, you have desecrated Hashem's name. Upligi the Rosh Lakish, that that argues the Rosh Lakish. I'm a Rosh Lakish. Rosh Lakish says, "Talmid Chacham Shesarach." If a Talmid Chacham sins, and he says, "Ain Menadim Notor Befrahesia," you don't uh, excommunicate him in public. Uh, it says, "Shnimar Vachshat Hayom Vachshal Gam Navi Imcha Laila." It says, "If you fall during the day, the Prophet shall fall in the night." In other words, you have to do it at night time. Kisu Kalaila, you should hide it like uh, night time. In other words, uh, you may you may have to excommunicate him, but uh, but you shouldn't do it in public. Mazutra Chasida, Mazutra Chasida, Ki Mitchayev Tzurim Rabbanan Shamta. 
when uh, uh, a Talmud Chacham, a young rabbi, needed to be uh, put in excommunication, uh, in the beginning, what he did was he excommunicated himself, uh, and, and then afterwards he excommunicated uh, this um, this. Uh, this Torah scholar as well, uh, in order to, to show him that he's with him in his times of trouble, maybe. Kaveh Ayl, So what he did was when he used to when he came back home, he would release his own excommunication and uh, and, and and so too for the person who he had excommunicated, then he would release that as well. Uh, and so Rav Gidol actually takes us one step further. Amar Rav Gidol, Amar Rav, in the name of Rav, Talmud Chacham, Menada Le'atzmo, Umayfi Le'atzmo, your person, Talmud uh, Chacham, can um, excommunicate himself and he can also release his own uh, excommunication. And now we get to more practical stuff. Amar Rav Papa, and Rav Papa says um, that... Uh, uh, he says, good should come to me. I've never excommunicated this, any Talmud Chacham uh, at all, ever. Uh, if he deserves excommunication, so what do I do? What we used to do, we used to do like they did in the West, I Eretz Yisrael, where they appointed a court to go and give this guy lashes. Uh, it says, uh, but they don't appoint a court to put him in excommunication. So really, rather lashes is something that's, that's uh, uh, better than uh, excommunication. Excommunication is very harsh uh, there. All right, so uh, because, and my shamta, and what does the word shamta mean? Amarava sham mita. There is the, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, there is death over here. Uh, and uh, and Shammita and it's like, you know and Shmuel Amar and Shmuel says Shamama this uh, this person should be um, empty desolate okay Hanya um, and Shmuel carries on and says uh, and it's, uh, it's 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 very similar to fat that's smeared on oven uh, that fat that's on the oven uh, never really comes clean once the fat's in the oven and and got heated up etc and it's always uh, inside the walls of the oven so if you get cursed with a shamta uh, it is a, a very bad thing uh, and it, it stays with you forever. Plegid Rosh Lakish and Rosh Lakish argues about this as well. It argued earlier about whether Tamil Chacham should be excommunicated in public. So now he argues again. The Amar Rosh Lakish Kashem Sheniknesit B'Matam V'Arba Shmona Evarim. The same way it comes in, the excommunication comes in to the two hundred and forty-eight uh, limbs of a person. Kashi Yotzat. When it goes out, Yotzat Matam V'Arba Shmona Evarim. It goes out of the two hundred and forty-eight limbs as well. All right, and how do we know that? Because she nechnes it. How do you know when it comes in? Dictive, because the pasuk says vayiti ha'ir cherem. When it comes in, the city should be a curse. That's a pasuk from Yeshua. And cherem gematria ma'atam v'arbim ushmona havu. The word cherem uh, is two hundred and forty-eight. They got the gematria of two hundred and forty-eight. This is one of the very few times in the Gemara where it does use a, uh, um, a, a gematria uh, to prove a uh, um, a, a source uh, in the Torah. And the other one is Kadoshiye, uh, talking about a Nazir. Uh, the, the, he should be holy, and Yiye uh, is a numerical value of 30. And we say the minimum term of Nazirut is therefore 30 days. Okay, but here's another one, 248, uh, and that's learned from Khairim.
and and that's it. Kashu yotat, and when it goes out, addictive baroge is rachem tikor tiskor. In your anger, you should uh, remember that you are merciful. Okay, so merciful. So therefore, and uh, the word rechem is actually just the same as cherem, uh, but just the opposite way around. Uh, rechem uh, is gematria heichihavu. It's also uh, the two hundred and forty-eight. Okay, so that uh, uh, is rechem tiskor is a verse that we say in Tachnon, uh, and uh, it's also two hundred and forty-eight. And and therefore, uh, according to Rosh Lakish, the way same way it comes in, it also disappears altogether. I'm Rav Yosef and Yosef says Shadi Shamta. Uh, the kalba. If you put excommunication on the tail of a dog, uh, so it's actually going to do what it needs to do, do its work, and and it, uh, the dog is going to get um, in trouble. kalba. There was this one dog that was eating the shoes of the rabbis, and and uh, and the rabbis thought it was a person. They didn't know who it was. And they they put this excommunication. Um, uh, um, uh, on you know whoever's doing this the shoes uh, and irchil by nura begunufta and after the um, the uh, afterwards after I put the excommunication uh, the dog's tail got uh, caught fire and got burnt up. Okay, so uh, that's it now. In further discussion, Ahu Alma, uh, there was a strong-armed guy, the Havu Kamatsar Leilahu Suramarban, and he used to uh, oppress and uh, and and. Uh, you know, cause problems for these young rabbis. Atzikamayda Rav Yosef. So the, the, this guy came in front of Rav Yosef. Amalei, Azil Shamta. Rav Yosef said, "Listen, put him in excommunication." Amalei, Mistafina. I mean, I'm scared of him. I don't know. Maybe he's going to harm me. Maybe he's going to harm my family, etc. Amalei, Shkili Peticha Alei. So, so write it down, uh, and 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 you know, don't uh, write down what's happening. He says, "No, Koshikain, the Mistafina." I mean, then I'll even be more scared. Of him, that's uh, that's an uh, even more dangerous uh, thing to do. Amalei shakale bekada. What you do, you have to put this uh, writer down and put it in a jug. and put it in a cemetery. and you should blow a thousand shofar blasts over forty day period. Okay, azil avidaki. So the guy did it. Pakakada at the end of those uh, forty days, uh, the uh, the jug. Burst to mate Alma and the strong arm guy uh, burst as well. He died as well. Ma uh, Shipure and what is Shipure? What is you know? So, so, so why why she shofarot nifrain nifrain mimenu? Because she nifra is like shofare. Okay, she nifrain mimenu. It takes the punishment uh, from. Uh, uh, from that person. Ma uh, Tavra, why do you have broken blast? Am Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yudah, Tavre, Vate Rame. It's it's a sound that breaks tall buildings. The Tanya. Am Rav Shimon Ben Gavra, Koma Koma, Shenat Nachachamim, Menayim, O Mita, O Oni. And this supports what Rav Shimon. And Gamliel taught in a brighter, it says whenever the rabbis uh, set their eyes on something, i.e. Uh, they're angry with someone and they look at it, uh, someone in a bad way, uh, that means either the person's going to die or else he will become uh, poor. 
Okay, going back to the Mishnah after our digression uh, with, into the laws of, Nizir, of uh, um, Nidui uh, and, and Shamta and Cherim, uh, etc. Vanazu, Matora, Matamator, Latorator, and the Nazu, uh, whose, uh, whose, whose time ended uh, during Cholomoid, and Matora, uh, who needs to, to purify himself on Cholomoid, and then part of that he has to shave all of his hair. Uh, all of these people are allowed to cut their hair uh, during Cholomoid because they couldn't do it. Erev Hachag Ba'mina Rav Yumiya Mi Rav Zaira Rav Yumiya Ask Rav Zaira V'Shulah Haya Lehem Panoi Udima Afshiyah Lehem Panoi Is this only uh, where they where they didn't have time to cut their hair before Yom Tov because they couldn't do it uh, and uh, they became pure on Yom Tov itself or uh, does it mean even if they did have time beforehand Amalem Tanina We already learnt this in a brighter Call Elush Amri Mutarin Agalach Mumoid All those people who says that you are allowed to cut your hair during Cholamoid. Uh, they can only do so if they didn't have time beforehand. But if they would have had time beforehand, uh, then they would be uh, forbidden to do so. But it carries on. But a Nazu and a Matsura, uh, both of those people, uh, it says, even if they did have time beforehand, Mutarin still we do they allow them to, uh, to, to cut their hair during so that they won't delay uh, their offerings because otherwise you worry that they'll delay and maybe they won't bring it etc uh, and uh, they won't or else you know even if they uh, do bring it but it'll be after the time and you're just uh, extending their time period and they'll still be in this uh, tame state assuming the nazir was uh, from the point of view of uh, he was tame uh, from a um, a mate and that and he was a nazir tame all right even though he shouldn't have done such a thing but he did become that all right tana uh, we learned in rata kohen muturin uh, uh, an avel and, and uh, a mourner and uh, as well as a kohen uh, can cut their hair during cholamoyed. So now uh, it says, you know, uh, firstly this is not in the Mishnah; it's only in a brata. Uh, but exactly what does it mean? Ha avel hakidami. Exactly what is the case of this avel? If we say that the eighth day of his mourning. Um, was on Erev uh, Chag, okay, so then that, that's easy. Uh, so then uh, he should have cut his hair um, uh, before the regal. This is obviously assuming that uh, we're going to be seeing later, a, a later Mishnah. I think in uh, two days' time we are going to be talking about uh, how Yom Tov affects the, uh, uh, the festival. Uh, I mean, Yom Tov affects and knocks out the uh, the um, the the uh, the morning period. Okay, so we'll, we'll discuss that at a later time. Uh, but that's uh, that's it. So now, so you know, surely we should say uh, if the eighth day is already the eighth day uh, on Erev Chag, so you should have had it cut uh, there. Okay, um, um, you know, if, if that was the case, uh, it says So what do we say uh, that he finished Shiva on Friday, and uh, Friday was the seventh day, and on the eighth day uh, he actually um, went to the uh, uh, the, the, the eighth day was Shabbos, so obviously, and then the eighth day uh, led in to the uh, to the Chag. Uh, so the Chag was on the Sunday, uh, and therefore seventh day was Friday. The eighth day, in theory, he'd be allowed to have his hair cut, uh, and but that's Shabbat, so he couldn't. And then the the the, the day after is the regal. Okay, so that's. Uh, uh, that, that's it. So he didn't have a chance beforehand, uh, and and therefore he couldn't have cut his hair on Erevaregel. Uh, Toswot actually um, uh, notes over here. 
you know, if the eighth day uh, was Shabbat, uh, you know, then uh, uh, then it must be that uh, um, if if uh, if that day, as we're going to see, uh, according to this opinion, uh, that we don't count mitzvah yom kukolo, uh, and if we say the eighth day is Shabbat, uh, it must be that the the burial actually uh, took place. Uh, the burial would be uh, uh, um, the the day day one, okay, and then uh, the the shiva uh, would have finished on on the Friday, uh, okay, and uh, Shabbat, if you count it that way. Um, uh, the the burial would have actually taken place on on Shabbat itself. So how could you ever have a burial taking place on Shabbat? And uh, and Yushami answers uh, it could have been that the person uh, gets uh, killed by a wild animal, okay, and then dragged away so that you never you never see them again. Uh, there's no burial over there. It could be uh, that you got late on uh, on Friday and everyone else, all the Jews went home and the non-Jews continued to bury the person. But also it could be uh, another answer would be that as it was Shmur, um, it only heard it on Shabbat, so that's when your morning starts, etc. So anyway, uh, that's what the Miri says, the person could have drowned uh, on Shabbat as well. All right, so all of these things uh, could be applicable. Anyway, but um, according to, to this, now going back to what we said, uh, we said the seventh Shiva was on Friday, the the, the seventh day of Shiva uh, was on Friday, and then uh, the, the eighth day was Shabbat, so we're saying that he could, he has to wait for Shiva. But Ibal lay a glory Erev Shabbat. So, uh, so what should have happened to him? He should have had his hair cut on, on Erev Shabbat. He should have had his hair cut on the Friday. Ravina Bashaila says, Halacha ka'abashal. Right? Halacha goes like Abashal. And Abashal says that as we're going to see in a bit that Mikzat Yom Kukolo. Part of a day is like a whole day. We'll see that in a moment. Modim Chachamim La Abashal B'Shachal Shmini Shelo Liot Per Shabbat Every Regal Shemutzah Legalech Erev Shabbat. And the Rabbis agree to Abashal when the eighth day of 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 you know since a person died happens on a Shabbat. That's Erev Chag. And and therefore what that says is that we agree with you that you shouldn't go into the Yom Tov like that. You should have your haircut on the Friday as well. All right. The Gemara says no. Lord Shricha. Uh, so therefore, maybe we could adjust and say shikal shivi shalor liot v'shabat erev v'regel. So actually, we just changed. We say actually the person uh, died on a Sunday, so shiva finishes on the Shabbat, and Shabbat is erev v'chag, and no one says you can get your hair cut uh, on on Shabbat then. So therefore, that's why you have to cut it during the chag. Tana bara savarek avashol. So the tana of the brighter who says that a mourner can cut his hair. Uh, during Cholamoed, Dama Mixat Yom Kukulo, as he says, holds like uh, Abashal, uh, who says that part of a day is like the whole day. Okay, and that's uh, that's what we do hold when it comes to mourning. Therefore, his day of, of Shiva uh, is uh, both the last day of Shiva as well as uh, the first day of Shloshim. So therefore, even if you've just observed part of a day, it already takes you out of the Shiva period. And once you're out of the Shiva period, and as Yom Tov um, goes from Shabbat straight into Yom Tov, you'd be allowed to have your haircut 
on that Friday as well. Okay, the command of Shabbat have a So therefore, as we said, uh, you know the the, the fact is that uh, this day of Shabbat. So actually, we are going. Um, uh, the, the, like the opinion of uh, uh, the, the, the seventh day, uh, Shiva would actually fall out on Shabbat. So therefore, there was no opportunity for the person to have his hair cut before. And, uh, and, and as a result, uh, what we say is that the person can uh, therefore have his hair cut on Chol Hamoid. And Tana Didan, our Tana of the Mishnah, Savalei Karaban, and he holds like the rabbis, uh, and, and it never mentioned uh, that the mourner is allowed to cut his hair on, on Chol Hamoid. Uh, it says, He says, no, you don't hold like part of a day is like the whole day. And therefore, uh, Therefore, what do we say? It's because he has not completed his Shiva, uh, and therefore he's not allowed to cut his hair, um, even uh, after the festival until actually Shloshim uh, happens. Okay, so that's, uh, that, that's uh, this understanding. So what it says, Some kind of discussion happened with the Kohen, uh, what we said, hey, which, exactly what is the situation. What happens if his Mishmar uh, um, uh, finished on uh, before the festival? Okay, remember all the Kohanim worked uh, twice a year on average um, uh, for their own week, and uh, they all worked together on the, the, on, on the Yom Tevim. So they all used to come uh, uh, for the all the table all used to uh, come to the Beit Hamikdash. So the ca- case of that and a kohen is allowed to cut his hair uh, during Cholam How did that work? So Ilayim had shalim to shlim mishmator erevareko. If his mishmar finished on the Shabbat and uh, and the Shabbat was erevareko, ibalei lugluke erevareko. So you should have cut his hair erevareko. Okay, and uh, and uh, that's it. So, so it must be that uh, what we're talking about here is obviously having the haircut uh, earlier on uh, in 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 the week. So you should have you should have done it before the regal as well. Maybe not erev regal because if it was on the Sunday, you can't cut it on Shabbat. But still, so the Gemara says no. Lord Tzricha, the Shalem Mishmato. No, it's where the the you, you only finished your 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 watch, uh, and it actually happens to be uh, now your 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 week uh, coincided with a regal, and the regal happened sometime during the week. Okay, and says Tanu Dan Sava Atana holds Kavan Didnan because there is another Mishnah Mishnah in Sukkah says Brusha Prakim Brusha you call Hamishmarot Shavot Beremra Galim Vechiluk Lechem Apanim really three times you know the three the 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 three. Regalim, the the shalosh regalim, three times a year. Uh, all the Kwanim come and serve uh, in the Beit Hamikdash together when it's the, the, uh, with the festivals, and therefore they share equally in all the festival offerings, the hides, etc. It doesn't really. Amarim normally means the parts that are burnt up, but that's uh, burnt up on the altar. So we're not really talking about the Amarim. Really, it means the hides, uh, etc. Uh, and uh, you know that's uh, that's it. So so it, you know the, what what is done. So it's actually so what is what is mentioned instead of saying Amarim. Uh, all the things that are mentioned, all the festival, all the sacrifices that are brought on the Yom Tov, and also uh, also the Lechem Apanim, 
the the showbread so that happens so it's, it says uh, and as a result uh, of that you know so he's still in his uh, thing kavan did not etc we did that panim we we shavot galim they they get all the the hides etc and the, the the division of the lechem apanim uh, it says kavan the law shalem mishmato beregel dami it's as if he has not yet finished his uh, mishmar uh, in the middle of the regel so he just uh, carries on and and therefore um, he uh, uh, that, that's that that's what we are talking about yeah. That uh, he uh, um, that the, the Tana of the Mishnah says that uh, because of that, uh, then you know it's it's he's still he should have done it uh, beforehand and he didn't do it beforehand and therefore he's not allowed to cut his hair till afterwards. Tana bra sava, but the Tana of Abrata teach Avagav the the Shaykh Bahanach Mishmarot. So what we're talking about here, uh, he he belongs to all of those other watches. It says, but still Mishmatei Mia Shalim Lai. His his own Mishmar is finished, and uh, and therefore uh, he'd be allowed uh, to to cut his hair uh, in that. All right. So now. Um, uh, Tanner Bannon, we uh, learned in a brata called Elush Amru Muturim Legalech Moed. All those people who are allowed to, to cut their hair during the Moed Muturim Legalech, we may have learned also allowed to cut their hair uh, when they are mourning. Vatani Osirim, we have a brata that teaches that it's Asur, uh, they are prohibited for cutting their hair. Uh, Amarav Chista, Amarav Shaila, Rav Chista, in the name of Rav Shaila, uh, says Kitania Hacha Muturin Beshe Techavato Evalav. It must be uh, that. Um, it's talking about uh, where that you had these uh, mourning periods happened one after another. So it's a terrible situation. These uh, mourning periods overlapped, and, uh, and therefore uh, he's gone from like uh, shiva and and stuff like that into straight into another type of shiva, and and, and therefore he uh, he that, that it's very hard for him to deal with such a thing. All right, and, and the Gemara says e shetakafu avalav my area kol elush amru. So if if it applies to periods of mourning one after the other. Why why Dafka do you say uh, just these people? Because we said all those people who are allowed to cut their hair uh, during Cholamoy, uh, they could cut their hair during the morning. No, that's not just those people. It's all of the people. Uh, it says, Afilu, Kula Alma Nami, the whole world uh, could do such a thing. The Tanya, as we learned in the Rata, Takafu, Avalav, Zeachaze. What happens if morning happens? Nebach to a person, one after the other. Hikbid Sharo, it says, in your hair gets long. It says, Makil Batar. Are allowed to lighten it uh, by cutting it with a razor. Mechabes kusuto b'mayim, and you can wash your clothes in water. And the Gemara notes, "Hi, itmar and it was said about that. Amar of Chista b'tar. Rav Chista says, "B'tar v'lo musvaraim." Dafka means cutting your hair with a razor, but not uh, with something um, expert like a scissors. B'mayim v'lo benete v'lo b'al. But and and in specifically in water, just rinsing your clothes, but you're not uh, using any form of the Talmudic detergent. Uh, the the the, the net air or the soap uh, that uh, like aloe etc. I'm Rav Kista. Rav Kista says do merit. Avel asu betik boshet and Avel is not allowed to to wash his clothes. Right and. Um, that is actually a fairly good place uh, to to stop. Uh, we're going to get into tomorrow uh, the discussion about uh, cutting your nails uh, and and what that how that works out. <clears throat> but uh, in the meantime, everyone should have a great day.